The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Our frontline workers, of course, been following all of this very closely from healthcare workers to police and firefighters, keeping up to date with what's going on, knowing the rights, their rights, making sure they're properly equipped, of course, is a huge, huge priority. And it's. Um, you know, there, there's a lot to a lot to process there. To find out more, we're joined by Brad Reedman, who is the president of the Alberta Firefighters Association. is also a firefighter and paramedic with the city of Red Deer. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jalen. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, how are how are you guys doing in in Red Deer these days? Uh, we're doing well. Uh, busy, uh, but you know, we're this is what we're prepared to do, and uh, obviously taking the precautions that are needed to to do our jobs. So give us an idea since uh, the very beginning of all of this. What has been put in place? What has been on the association's uh, mind when it comes to the membership? Uh, right, right off the hop, uh, obviously uh, making sure our members are using the adequate uh, personal protective equipment, uh, making sure supplies uh, are, are, are in place, as well as that there's a solid foundation of information for them to uh, to have and to make decisions uh, based on that information. Brad, give us a, an idea of some of the challenges that this um, provides for your for for firefighters, for paramedics right on the front line, showing up to someone's home or responding to a call, not maybe knowing a hundred percent what they're going into. Um, how are they preparing for that, or what do they? How do they prepare for it? It starts right with our, our 911 uh, communication staff, where they, when they do a call intake, there there's now protocols in place to ask certain questions and trigger questions, which can give the crews an updated uh, heads up of, of what they're potentially going to. But with that, we are, we're used to going into the unknown. But now what it is, is it's an unknown, you're not seeing it, and the potential is there to be on every medical call. And as you're well aware, majority of the fire departments in Alberta do for medical first response. So now we're having to prepare and then gowned up, wear masks uh, on a regular medical call where you wouldn't normally do that. So we've had to adapt in that way. How have you worked with other with other towns, with other cities to find out how they're reacting to this, how they're dealing with this? Um, what have you learned from anyone else? What are they learning from you? Well, what we're seeing is uh, is not to take this lightly. Uh, ensuring that uh, you're following those protocols and every call there's a potential to be exposed. So making sure you're deconning, uh, limiting access to the stations throughout. Uh, we're seeing on the eastern seaboard, we're obviously affiliated with the International Association of Firefighters. We're seeing those members out there being faced with huge call volumes. And, and so making sure that the, the staff's mental health is taken care of and that people are taking that time to decon, decompress, and uh, be able to fit for work and get out there. Well, what is in place to deal with that under these circumstances? Um, we, we, we rely heavily on our, our peer support teams. Um, I mean, we're, we're a tight group. We're one big family. Uh, so we're checking in on, on, our, on our members. In the stations, you know, station officers are, you know, keeping extra vigilant on, uh, on the members. Uh, and, and making sure people have that, that rest time and, and they're taking their time with their families when they are uh, off shift. 
Brad Reedman is the president of the Alberta Firefighters Association joining me this afternoon. Um, give me an idea about about staffing concerns because I know we have seen this elsewhere uh, when it comes to frontline health care workers. There has been concern about what happens with staffing if we have infections, that sort of thing. How, how big of an issue is that at this point for the association? Um, at this time, we're about 10% in isolation, and uh, as we said in our press release, we're, we're expecting that to, to decrease uh, with the travel. You know, everyone came back roughly the 12th, 13th of March. So we're, we're expecting to see a decrease in those numbers, but as community exposures increase, we're, we're likely to see another rise in that. And we've seen in other uh, areas like California, New York, where, where the exposures are, have been huge and, you know, similar locals to the size of Calgary are having uh, 17 to 20 members off with positive uh, COVID-19 tests from, from exposures in the community. Mm. Do you, how many, how many, do you know off the top of your head, how many of your members have been or who are off work right now because of exposures through community transmission? Uh, I, we don't have it broken down to that number. Uh, Right now, it's increasing. We're at 318 as of this morning. Uh, from 318 people off? off with, uh, yeah, through travel and community combined. And uh, But they're not confirmed cases? No, not confirmed cases. We we're, we're have a handful of positive cases throughout the uh, province. Okay just a handful. So my question then is, is that do you have the proper equipment, the the, the proper PPEs to to be dealing with this? Um, At this time we do. Uh, Our stores are good. We've uh, we've checked with with our affiliates and we we do a daily update with them and right now supplies are good. There are decreasing in certain areas and and that's part of our ask too of the community um, is, you know, one, obviously stay at home and help us help you, but Save the masks, save the N95 masks for the the medical professionals, the healthcare professionals that need them. Because we've seen across the world right now, there is a shortage. And we're a few weeks out in in our estimations, uh, maybe a bit longer, to a peak of this, the COVID in, in, in Canada. So we want to make sure people are prepared. So where, um, when you talk about um, your estimations about that peak, where is that coming from? Um, it's just from what I've, uh, you know, the media we've said uh, okay. through the IFF, yeah. Okay, and through Alberta Health Services, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know that um, HS, the government, uh, has decided to add some uh, frontline healthcare workers and first responders to um, that testing queue, the priority testing queue for um, coronavirus for COVID-19. You're looking for a little bit more, though. Um, yeah, we're, we're obviously making sure our members have the access to the testing, but we're also looking to uh, the government to make regulation changes to have the COVID-19 covered uh, as a presumptive uh, if if a, if a healthcare worker does get sick from the, the COVID, and then the WCB with presumption would would allow that member to get uh, be covered on there. Uh, and what it does, not necessarily, you know, WCB is going to cover them regardless. But what it does is it gives their families a little bit more security and reassurance when they're sending their loved one off to go to work, knowing that if they are exposed and they do contract the the, the virus, that they're going to be covered and taken care of. And that's what we're asking for. Um, Any any response yet? Uh, We have, we've been working, uh, they're working on it through the back channels with government, so we're hoping to have something in place. I'm, I'm hoping by next week. 
so Brad, give me an idea what it's like at the the fire hall, the station, where it is that you're you're based out of right now, given kind of the changes over the past number of weeks, as far as what you're doing, what you're not doing, as far as cleaning. And every fire hall that I've always been in has been fairly spotless, to be honest with you. Um, um, but um, you know, what are, what are you guys doing? What are you guys and gals doing in there? Uh, we're just doing, you know, extra cleaning, uh, deconning every, every, after every call, uh, making sure the equipment's all wiped down, disinfected. Uh, no one, you know, all fire stations and EMS stations, like many other places, are closed to the public right now. Um, not allowing visitors, uh, even family members as visitors, just ensuring that we're uh, as secure and as clean a uh, place as possible. Um, Brad, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate uh, your insight into uh, into this, and thank you for the the good work that uh, you and your colleagues are doing uh, doing it. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me, Jalen. Take care. All right, take care now. That's Brad Reedman, who is the president of the Alberta Firefighters Association. Um, this text just came in and says, Hey, Jay, you've got to speak to someone representing the Alberta Association of Paramedics. Their job and situation must much different and, frankly, uh, you know, in, in this person's opinion, more difficult and risky than that of firefighters. All right, well, we'll do that. Thank you for the idea. And, and, and you know what? You can do that. Um,